0: Hey everyone, uh, welcome to the New Media Show. My name is Todd Cochran, of course. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. Good morning, Rob. How are you?
1: I'm doing terrific, Todd. You know, as as terrific as I am, I'm I'm still you know hanging in there. I'm not stir crazy working from home, so oh,
0: well that's that's good. And you know, yesterday uh, my team, I you know, I I, I kind of felt it on Thursday. I felt a little like melancholy, I guess. Me, I don't know if I even had a little mild like. I wouldn't call it depression, but I was kind of like, I was going going stir crazy. So I, you know, and I kind of talked with Barry and I talked to Angelo and we kind of decided, you know, if we're kind of feeling stir crazy, I bet the rest of the team is. So yesterday morning when we had our team meeting, I said, we're going to do an Aloha Friday. And, and what that really means is early secure. (laughs) Yeah. So, Take a day off, right? Yeah, so right. yeah, we 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 let everybody go home at noon, and uh, wasn't too hardcore to on the morning meetings and stuff. And I know it kind of did me some good. I just kind of you know did a few run around stuff, some stuff for fun, and I think it helped a little bit. But I did have a, a major catastrophe happen though yesterday, Rob. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: it's probably uh, visible, right? Is it is visible. Saying? Yes. <laughs>
0: I had a uh I decided to give myself a haircut and the haircut went really bad. <laughs> and there was no way to recover. I was just I kept going higher and higher, you know, looking in the mirror and you know, right, right. going just, forward to sit aft and and just start over, right? And that, I just said a... the hell with it and I just shaved it all off.
1: <laughs> well and, sometimes that's the better choice, I suppose. So, so, so the question is, are you going to let it grow back in? No,
0: nah, I'm going to go with this for a while. We'll see how it goes. Okay. So I did have to order. I went online in Amazon. I looked for anti-glare.
1: <laughs> so you should talk to Rob about that.
0: Yeah. So I actually found some stuff. So I found the anti-glare stuff on, but anyway, so yeah, I'm i I'm i I've joined the bald hair club <laughs> or bald head club, whatever you want to call it.
1: Well, it is a very clean look, I have to say. It
0: it is. And, you know, and I've always had a high haircut anyway, so it wasn't a much of a stretch. And plus, you know, I had gray and then brown (laughs) and then maybe a thousand hairs on top of my head still. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Maybe. Or 500, maybe.
2: Yeah. So,
0: yeah. yeah. But you don't have that problem. You've got plenty hair.
1: Yeah, it's, 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 it's falling out though. It's, so it, it's getting there.
0: So, you know, I gave up the comb overlook about five years ago and just mowed the top and, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's, you know, break, break out the weed whacker, right? Todd?
0: The, well, you know, here's the sad part though. It's just like the rest of my body doesn't have an issue, just the top of my head. So yeah, it,
1: well, what is the deal with that? Right? I
0: don't it's, get it. It's, it's, it's yeah. bizarre. But anyway, no, we don't need to talk more about body hair. But yes, the bald look for those of you who are watching me. A few a few people said, "Hey, welcome to the club." Of course, I know Sean Thorpe is he's been doing the bald yeah. thing for a while. He's watching. So if you're if you are watching us live, make sure you check in and say hello.
1: Yes, yes it is an exclusive club, Todd.
0: But uh, my mom actually said, "Can I touch your head?" And I'm like, "No, that's just weird."
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh,
0: so. Uh, Anyway, I just we'll see how many people actually want to touch and rub the top of my head now. So, I guess that's someone told me that's a thing. So,
1: so did we learn learn anything different from our our, our Wednesday episode than oh, this week? Boy. I mean cuz I mean we didn't really uh, you know, push for getting call-ins. No. Um, but we did talk about a lot of a lot of stuff and it stirred up a little bit of controversy I think when we do the uh, the uh, live real-time diagnosis of a slide, we sometimes get in <laughs> trouble, don't we, Todd? It would
0: piss Tom Webster <laughs> off. He was mad. Right. He, but, he was angry. But, you know, here's the thing. I, I deal with real data. Yeah. This is my challenge, is I deal with real numbers.
1: Right. Off of servers. Right. right.
0: Yeah. I, I, and I look at big, broad views. I don't yeah. have 2,000 Global, pe- yeah. Global, Global views. Yeah. Right. Really. views. Right. I, I look yeah. at real numbers. And when I look at my real numbers and I, if I just take my numbers and I know what your numbers are, I know what, I know what everybody's numbers are not not from much
1: different from each other.
0: Well, I don't, I don't know your measurement numbers, but I know your show numbers. Right. Right. And if I extrapolate that out and use some averages and, you know, and just, you know, some, some volume numbers.
1: It's just ballpark stuff right you
0: know yeah. if, if if i know ten thousand shows will deliver me x number of downloads
1: the simple math equation it's a simple right?
0: it's simple and, and it, it's okay it's plus or minus a million or two million or whatever
2: yeah but we're right. talking
0: we're talking millions of downloads not a thousand difference right,
3: right.
0: and then when right. someone in the, and then so for i, I stand by my my my, I stand by my projection that the top five network shows in existence today reach anywhere.
3: I, I'm just gonna again, fifteen to twenty percent of yeah. of the total total downloads. Right. Well, unique audience is what they were.
2: Right. Well, he was talking about
1: more more it's more of a radio analogy it's more more impressions right um it's audience impressions is what he's talking about which is you know it's not really a metric that's directly applicable to podcasting it's nobody's really tracking that metric in podcasting it's it it's a radio methodology is what it is well again
0: just based on my real numbers those those five networks consisting of 800 shows do not reach 50%. It's absolutely impossible that those 800 shows reach 50% of the non-duplicative audience in America. That's listening to podcasts. It's simply impossible. Right. And I, I, it is what it is. And the people can define their methodology all they want. That's fine. I'm cool. And we can agree to disagree and, and, but it, it brings me back to the point that, as a matter of fact, I named this show to,
3: after today. Are are indie podcasters? Are they are they being basically, you know, under underreported? Are they being under
1: considered? Are they being under appreciated?
3: Well, that's under-valued?
1: what that slide really really drove home to me when I looked at it was. Was an orientation
3: towards favoring the big networks as more important than anything else. So, so I get defensive, and not not just from a business standpoint, but I'm an indie podcaster. Right.
1: My my depends on you know it depends on your orientation to the data, right? Right. I mean that's an important factor as well. So when you put out research that is skewed one way or another in a market, you're going to, there's a risk of getting blowback on that. And that's kind of what happened here.
0: So someone, he, he said, I made myself look bad. I, I don't feel so. I don't feel I made myself look bad. No. I, I feel.
1: To that... who did, did you make yourself look bad to is the question, right? Oh, I, least, don't, I don't answer we're... to those people. No, exactly. And that's my, that's kind of, that's kind of my bigger point. And that's what this show is about. This show is about the, the big picture of podcasting, not about catering to a, a particular segment of the podcasting space, which we have other media sources in the podcasting space that cater to segments of the industry, right? We've talked about Nick Qua. We've talked about others that cater to certain segments in the industry. We try on this show, we, we're probably biased more towards the indie side because that's who we work with every day. Now, granted, I do work with big media companies, and I do work with the big players as well at times, but the vast majority of what you and I do in this space and where we come from is from the indie space.
0: Yeah, 80, 80% of what right. I do is work with indie podcasters.
1: And we're very defensive of that side of the industry because we both know how important it is.
0: And I work with indie podcasters that have right. big networks right? that aren't necessarily considered a iHeart or a... Whatever. Or NPR. Or, right. Or, right. And they have big, or, and they have big numbers and they make big money.
1: Right. They are just not considered oftentimes in these conversations no. because they're not part of Podtrack.
0: No. If I took if I took Tech Podcast Network as an example, and we're we're as an, we're not even really an active network, we're right. a loose loose assortment of eighty some shows. Right. And if I took all those numbers of those shows we would be, we'd be in the top 10 of right. that listing that was over on pod And it's, it's just right. a loose, a loose and that's just a loose association, not super, or not even really organized anymore. We just kind of are part of a group that we have a little bit of discussion online. We, we don't monetize together anymore, but it's it, those collective numbers would put them at number 10. Right. And it's 80 80 indie, absolute indie podcaster. Right. So when someone says to me,
3: or when someone states that these five networks, it's just, the the space is much bigger than that.
2: Right. And also, there's another side to this too. I mean, Rob Walsh uh,
1: puts up in his presentation sometimes a slide that shows where Lipson is compared as far as unique. Um, audience to podcasts that we deliver off of our network, how it ranks against the biggest listening platforms. So like Pandora and Spotify, we're, we're bigger than the biggest, um, um, streaming media or streaming music platform in the world, as far as how many people, unique people that we deliver content to. Right. And, and that's what a lot of people don't factor in all this in these discussions, because they're only looking at a narrow set of data.
0: And and also we're looking at global too, right? You know, I I can yeah. name three shows that are out of Brazil, just individual shows, individual right. shows, right? That knock three of those shows out of the top ten
3: ranking. Matter of fact, knock a couple of them out of, of right. the top three. So, and there's sing, one show, one show, right? So. I mean,
1: Just one show like Joe Rogan, which isn't part of any network, has billions of downloads in the last few years. That's not factored into any of these
3: numbers. No, it's not. Right. My little show, my personal little show, Geek News Central. You know, I revealed a little bit of how that show has done over the years, monetary-wise. Right. Right. It's done
0: damn well. Right. It's not as, I'm not making as much money as I was Five years ago with that show.
2: Right, right.
0: But it's still, on a scheme of things, from a monetization standpoint, probably makes, from a money standpoint, probably more money than 95% of all shows in podcasting. Right. You know, but it's still a small indie show. I'm not right. getting rich, I'm paying the rent, keeping the lights on air conditions running and you know, all that right. stuff. It's I'm not getting rich on that. Right. So, but it still does well and it will continue to do well. As long as the sponsor's happy, it'll continue to do well. But you know, that's, that's a And it's not even that massive of an audience that, you know, so, you know, there's two ways to look at this too. So, right. I, I don't know. I'm just, I know Tom was upset.
3: We just have but, to agree to disagree.
1: But, but he, he needs to realize that that slide touched a nerve. <clears throat> you know, and that's, that's what happened. That's the reaction that you get. <clears throat> so,
0: and, and I think that's what happens, too, when you run, when you look at, because I deal with actuals. Tom deals with survey data and their right. tools and whatever they plug into their mathematical formulas to come up with the thing that they come up with. Right. But we just crossed a
3: million and it was just announced. We crossed a million podcasts in Apple Podcasts. Right. And Danny
0: will have to tell us how many of those shows are active. I think we have more than 300, (coughs) 350,000 shows that are, that are active, meaning have published a podcast in the last 30 days or so. Yeah. And that's, if you look at where we were two years ago or even 18 months ago, that's an extraordinary number
3: of active shows in the podcasting space compared right. to where we've been in the past. Right. Total shows. Total shows.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can, I can just talk about it just briefly from the perspective of my, my work on the Zoom podcast platform back in the early days of the medium. Uh, I, I, I had at the end of. Four years or five years working on that platform, um, about thirty-five thousand shows, mm-hmm. and and I think at that time Apple, I think maybe had a couple hundred thousand, and that was back in like um, 11, 12 time timeframe, mm-hmm. and it it just tells you how how far and how how rapidly the content side has grown in this space, um, and I've always been concerned about. The growth of the listener side as the content side has grown right. because th- there has to be an equilibrium here, and then I, I raised some concern too and I've been thinking about this a lot too is that if we're seeing an explosion of new content right now in the podcasting space, but yet we're seeing some networks like ours and others that are reporting steep declines in audience, um, I'm concerned that things could get out of balance um. I don't know, Todd, if that's even something I should be worried about. Well, but.
0: well you know, Daniel's in chat and he said nearly 200,000 podcasts have published an episode in the last seven days. That's the most active it's ever been. And here's his slide. And if we right. look at it, June of last year, we were at 700,000 shows and we've added 300,000 shows between June and April. Think about right. that. Right. Think about that number. Now, I-, I will go back and I will contend, Rob, when I hear Rob Walsh say that the average show still only has one hundred and forty nine listeners, I shudder at that because that's not what we see. you know, and i'm by far our number is blueberries. number is much much higher M- i mean much higher and again as, far
1: as average average average
0: listeners per per episode? per episode and it and I largely believe it maybe is again goes back to. Again, I don't know the exact way he looks at it. I know the way we look at it, and I know that um, we see a much higher number, and it's continued to grow. Um,
1: I think he says it's a median number versus. Are you talking about an average number? I'm not sure. Well,
0: we'll have to go back and look at his slide. Right.
1: Right.
0: But you know, we, we the majority, and I say the majority. Again, our number is much higher. So for me it gives me a lot more hope that even I mean, though we
1: double or is it 25% oh, it's, higher or something? like it's that, It's much
0: higher. It's close to four digits. Oh, okay. So, and again, there's some that are really big, some that are really small, but again,
1: right. it's the average.
0: Yeah. The average.
1: Right.
0: And if he's using the median, what's the difference between median and average, you know, that's,
1: but well, it, it takes out, I think median tends to take out outliers.
0: So if I don't take out the outliers, but again, the number's going
1: to be higher yeah, right. the
0: number's going to be higher, but if you look at the you know here in this slide that he just put up twenty eight million four hundred and thirteen thousand seven hundred episodes available in feeds, that means there's
3: there's twenty eight million different podcast episodes to listen to out there. That's so a Todd, bit- I wonder
1: if that means that over some period of time, so when you add three hundred thousand shows to a catalog um there's probably a gradient curve and I've never seen the gradient curve where it shows, um, over that period of time, what percentage of those new shows podfate, right. And right. become part of that one third that are not active. Right. Right. What that curve looks like. I've never seen a chart like that before.
0: Well, Daniel, that's you, Rob just sent your request. So, right. But you know, you know, I think it still holds true though. And what we've, you know, I used to say, and I, and I, st- and maybe I should go back and really dig on this a little bit that 50% of podcasts would not make it to episode seven and another 50% wouldn't make it to episode 20. I've said that for years and years and years. And I'll go back and look at that, but, um,
3: it depends. It depends. And there's a lot of factors in that on how you, you,
0: you see this. Okay. So, you know, the anchor out there, they have a disproportionate number of high failure shows. High, right. I mean, high high failure. Mm-hmm. You know, ninety ninety five percent of their show, shows fail almost to begin with. And then, so when
1: we say fail, that means they stop producing episodes after maybe one or two episodes, right?
0: right? You know, they have a high failure rate, and I think their their failure rates improved a little bit. Um, but you take.
1: I mean, is it improved a lot or just a little bit?
3: Uh,
0: again. Well, we should go back and actually look at the data, because but the numbers, we, we've right. seen historically in the past that those shows, so they, so they have this like huge bulk of numbers that's a, a one or two episodes before they, they die. Whereas I know what my churn rate is A new podcasters so that come into my company, start a podcast. How many don't make it to the 30-day mark? How many get beyond that and continue? And my churn rate, is really, really, really small, you know, mm-hmm. and when the churn rate grows, that's when your business becomes in danger, you know? So in the churn, as long as the churn right. rate stays high and you have more new coming in than you have going out, right, you're okay, right? So we look, I look at that churn rate real, real close. And i look at the people that are coming in the door. So, you know, our strategy has been help, 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 help those folks in those first. 30 to 45 days.
1: What's about retention is what you're
0: right. We get, get them going, get them, get them in the door, get them, you know, help them along, get them going. And then they go and then that keeps my turn
1: rate down. So, and then that's also a support issue too. That's right. Support keeps people happy in podcasting because they've, they've worked through their problems that they have that may be discouraging them.
0: And with, and with the bar so low now, and I shouldn't say low, the bar to entry is very, very low. You have people coming in and want to start. They don't want it. They want the easy button. Right. Right. So I'm trying to make my system more easy so that that first 30 days, we don't have to spend as much time helping people get going.
1: Yeah. It keeps costs down too, you know?
0: And so, you know, put a lot of money into that to make sure that we update our UI UX and all that. And I think we're going to, we've got a good strategy, but, you still have this incredible number of people coming in 300,000
3: since June. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's incredible numbers. And
0: 95, 96, 97% of them are all independent podcasters that are
3: doing a podcast from their couch, from their living room, from a closet, getting a couple of friends together. And that is very encouraging to me, and not right. just as a business owner, but as a content creator. There's 30 million blogs out there. We got plenty of room for podcasts.
2: Right? Yeah. There's not too too many podcasts. Yeah. Anybody
1: that says that there's too many podcasts doesn't really understand what's going on here.
0: And then whatever Apple announces next week, well, I'm sure that's going to help. You know, kickstart some stuff if it hasn't
1: helped already. So well, there's big announcements coming next week from other players too.
0: Wow. Right. So big, 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 big announcements all across the board next week. Right. So if you're launching a product next week, don't announce it. <laughs> 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 you're gonna get drowned out.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. So,
0: yeah. so so Daniel, who is your winner of the one million? You had a contest going, right? Who was your winner? Do you have that narrowed down yet? Um, I, I just, I, I, you know, I, I, yes, we're in a shitty time right now with everything that's going on, but, um, as we saw in 2008, podcasting so far, knock on wood or whatever this is, pressed wood or whatever it may be. Let me find something more solid over here. Knock on wood we're we're, it's being resilient through now. I'm not convinced. I think the worst is yet to come um, from a financial standpoint. And uh, we'll see how this plays out throughout the next six to eight months.
1: So Daniel also made a, a, a post in Facebook about the numbers. And he says that um, was it 19.7% of all podcasts, almost 200,000, have published an episode within the last seven days. That's,
0: that's huge. That's an, that's, that's incredible because we used, you know, I was using a 30 day figure,
3: so 200,000 in the last seven days. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, if you're an active podcaster, your, your competitive pool of podcasts is about 200,000 now. Right. So, yeah. So things are doing well in podcasts. Yeah, In
1: spite of what's happening in the world is what the bottom line is.
0: And I get back to the whole point here that you have five shows, five networks with 800 shows. And yet we've had let's use some comparison here. We've right. had 300,000 new shows joined since June of last year. Yeah. Okay. Now granted, granted, that these shows are not going to be half a million listeners, 1.5 million listeners per episode. They're not going to have those right. types of numbers. Right. But even on those big networks, they have their anchors and then they have shows that are smaller that don't bring in as many listeners. Right. That's true. So let's say let's say you have a show that's got um,
3: 40,000 listeners per episode. That so, exists on any network or right. any platform.
0: So all it takes, all it right. takes is 40 shows to have a thousand listeners to match
3: that. Right. And we had 300,000 joined since June. So. Right. We need to be regularly picking up new <laughs> listeners to the medium. Right. You know, and you know, <laughs> we
0: have to, that's our goal as podcasters to grow the, grow right. the, uh, grow the medium. Right.
2: And in, in, in the
1: face of changing listening patterns right now, too, people it's, are but, not listening to podcasts in the same ways that they used to.
0: Well, changing habits means, though, that they're still listening. They just shifted the way they're listening.
1: And they and it looks like to some networks, there's been a reduction in that for whatever reason, wh- whether or not that's going to persist. I mean, your platform hasn't seen a, a big, big
0: drop. Well, well here's why. How yeah. many of those networks don't? This is this is this is. I mean, to me, is so fundamental. And if people don't, I would take everyone that's had a drop. All those networks that have had a drop, you need to go look and say, okay, what's the makeup those of those shows?
1: And, do, and where was the drop happening?
3: Right? Do,
0: do were were they were they were they so focused on? listening in the app that they never told their average, they never told their podcasters, their listeners, where to come find them. And if they can, could they even find them to begin with? Some of these networks, it's a big issue because they don't have websites. Well, they have a network website, but their shows buried somewhere in there. Right. So, you know, if I'm I'm, uh, running the Acme network, and I'm a podcaster right. on the Acme Network. And I say, okay, I'm over at acmenetwork.com
3: forward slash Palooza. Right. Oh, that listener in never going to go to that website, ever. Yeah. But, if, mean, but if, you, if you're listening to this show,
0: if you're right. listening to this show, you know you know, that newmediashow.com is the place you go. If you're sitting at home in front of your computer, you don't need that. You know to go to newmediashow.com.
1: Right. Especially and if you want to watch the video. That's
0: right. And, and guess right. what, Rob? Here's the, here's the amazing thing. When you come over to newmediashow.com,
3: and this is a thing that um, most podcasters, uh, many podcasters fail. Right. What's right there? Right there. All the places to listen. Play. Right. right. Play, play the podcast right. right on the, on the site. Right.
0: Oh, you want to watch the video? Boom. Let's, let's go ahead. Let's start the video. Boom. You want to watch? And
1: it's right at the top. It's, it, it's, it's, it's right, right there. Right the top of the page.
2: Right. It,
0: it's there. You can listen to it, but you go to some podcasters websites. Hey, how many, how many uh, cars are on the train today, Rob? <laughs> um. <laughs> there's, there are. You, you go to some podcasters website, you got to go five pages in to find the show.
3: Look at, look at the, look at your website. You, you, you muted yourself, didn't you? I know you did. <laughs> he doesn't want anybody
0: to hear the train going by.
2: Well, it's, it's <laughs> disruptive. Come on. So, so
0: if, if you, if you, if you buried your show on your website and the only place you can get your show is on the app, or you've only ever talked about the app, yeah, maybe your numbers have dropped for a reason. I mean,
3: maybe not. Maybe you've done a sports right. show and there's no sport.
0: So yeah. there's a whole bunch yeah. of factors that goes into why your audience has dropped during COVID-19, in my opinion. Right. It's non-scientific. Yeah. Well, I think, it's a well, hypothesis. I think,
1: uh, oh, yeah, totally not. On science. But I have seen some of the data come back showing that listening in the browser on a computer has actually gone up. Again, that's just been falling for right, for years. So that, that may yeah. be you know a, a factor in the numbers too. Yeah. Right.
0: So, so I saw some post someone put out there. Make sure you've got a good player on your website. It's like, all this, all of a sudden, that was like this. Uh, oh my god, that's that's a revelation. Have a player on your website. I'm
2: like, <laughs> really? Right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. No kidding. You know, and. That's, That's been important for years. You know, I think it's become. You know, I think prior to this, it it, had become less important because people were listening more on their mobile devices. Yeah. Um, But the numbers have kind of shifted as the as the listener behavior has shifted a little bit.
0: Yeah. So if you so go to your those of you that have listening, go to your web analytics. Load Google Analytics or whatever analytics page you have not your podcast right. analytics your web analytics right and go to your website where someplace that's going to show you how long someone stayed on your home page right now on my
3: personal geek News central page i'm very very proud of this statistic and i'm going to load it here So oops, it's not updated yet. There it goes. So
0: this shows not, this episode's not always at the top. So if some if one of my writers writes an article, it's going to fall off the top page. It's going to go down a little further. But what I find, because I have fresh content on this page almost every day, is that when people come to this page, more than 50% of the people that land on the page stay more than 2 minutes more than 50% right. of the people that land on this page stay for 2 minutes most podcast pages what happens is is that about 90% of the people stay less than 5 seconds and 5% stays for a little bit time longer but because right. i built this site to have content more than 50% of the people that come to this page stay for two minutes. And that's right. why, guess what I get? I get a huge, I still have a high percentage of people that click play because they've scrolled through the, you know, they've read a couple of articles. They come through, oh, yeah, what else is going on? Got something there going on. Gets down a little further, and then, bam, guess what I have? I have someone that's clicked
3: play on the podcast. Right. But most sites, most most podcasters' homepages, they
0: haven't added extra content to them. So there's no reason for people that land on that page Mm -hmm. to stay more than a few seconds because there's nothing here. So again, it's part of a multitask strategy and again, everyone continues to say, Oh, you don't need a website. You don't need a website. You don't need a website. Well, go, you don't want to build an audience. Don't have a website. Right. But at the same point, they know at least they can subscribe to the show when they get to it. If they don't listen to the podcast, you know, a small percentage will, Mm -hmm. but, it, it, again, it's all in, in in this world we're living in. If people are listening to more stuff on your website, you better have a damn player on your website. Right. On the homepage.
1: Well, it is a fundamental thing. I think I agree with you, Todd. I, I think every podcast does need a website. It's own separate branded experience that um, is well able to be found in the search engines.
0: Rob, you need to come. Um, you ready to come to work for Blueberry?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean you look at any of the yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it doesn't matter what hosting it's platform true. that you're on. It's uh, oh, it's well, it more does. to do with you know, you need to be thinking about your your availability right, on, the, right. on, on the web and the internet.
0: So so many shows, you know, they just don't have a place to you know, they just don't have you you just go to pick some of your favorite podcasts and go to their go, you know, the ones you listen to. As a podcaster, go to their, you know, go to their websites and and look at it. Can you get to that content quickly? You know, okay. can, can can you get there? And can you? So, if someone's coming to your website
3: with COVID nineteen, um, but I do find it interesting though that this usage is
0: quote unquote potentially dropping. I I still find because my phone's always with me. I'm still listening to all my podcasts that it's on my phone.
1: Necessarily, it just may mean that people are watching. Mm, I don't know. It's hard to say. I haven't seen the the metric on that to yeah. see if it's actually dropping or if it's people are just. Um, yeah, I mean, if it is, if the numbers are dropping a little bit, I guess it's reasonable to think that there's a shift happening and that people are doing it less
2: on mobile.
0: Yeah. So you know, I'm going to use a network that's really known for great. You know, and this is, you know, this is the Quick and Dirty Tips site. You right. can't listen to anything on the front page. You know, right. you can't. And I just wonder how they're, you know, here's something. Okay, so how the COVID-19 Care Act affects your retirement. Click on that. Below the fold is the player. Well, you know, are people coming to their website and listen? You know, it'd be, it'd be interesting to hear from our friends over there. Are they seeing any uptick on their website?
3: And what is the click-through rate? on their home page, you know, <clears throat> to get right. to content. Right. So, and they have very
0: good look, you know, if you guys want to do some study and, you know, I'll say it again, no one in this space does long tail content better than quick and dirty tips. They do it the best. There's no one in the space that does it better. Um, right. You go to their page. So here's, here's an episode of their uh, modern mentor show
3: and look at the show notes. Yeah. L- look look at this look at this very
0: look at the stuff that Google has to chew on
2: here.
1: Right. Plus well, also one thing you you should notice here too is that there is not a lot of links. Which means that the links are very targeted and have Good keyword base for those links
3: too. This is this is
0: full of and for those of you listening, just go over to quick and dirty tips and look at any show, look at any episode, look at the show notes, and you wonder why a show that was released five years ago they got fifty thousand downloads gets fifty thousand downloads this month. It's because they have invested in making sure that there's rich metadata.
3: Mm-hmm. On their website. Right. It gives Google something to chew on. No one does it better. You want to copy a network. This is the network to copy. Right. The formula. You want to grow your show with this, this, this traffic that comes in. Yeah. And they, and they get, they get it multiple ways. They don't just get it come to the website, you know.
1: But also you have to keep in mind too, that quick and dirty tips didn't build what they have overnight. No,
0: no, 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 no. They've been in it from the beginning.
1: Right. It's been, that network has been operating and refining their content and refining how they produce um, content for what? 12 years, 14 years, 15 years. I, I don't know how long, when they started, but I know it's been a long time.
0: And I, and it's what I've always said too, is this is, this is a two to three year haul to build some, you have to build authority. You're starting a right. podcast today, unless you have free authority or any type of network of people or a list or anything like that, you're starting from ground zero. So you have to build authority. You have to be the authority in
3: your topic. Right.
2: And you have to diligently day after day, build that,
3: build that authority.
2: It
1: doesn't just come to you.
0: Authority, trust, all that right. stuff. So right. it's just fundamental, very basic fundamental stuff. But guess what? It's work.
1: It's, it's work and it can be done. Right. And people have done it for years.
0: Yeah. So, so I, mean, I hate to go back to my site, but it's just like, I, I, I didn't make, didn't know what I was doing. Did not know, did not know what I was doing. When I started this, I had no, what I had no idea what the end result would be. Well, let's just go and let's
3: look at how many posts. So I have 14,748 blog posts on the website. Yeah. Did, did I want- know in October of 04 that, that
0: putting up blog posts would be, uh, lead gen for my
3: podcast? I had no clue.
1: Well, I did the same thing when I started my show.
3: You know, I, I, I built a, a custom built
1: blog that was pre WordPress. Right. I was movable type to
0: begin with. So again, yeah. it's not, again, this is just one piece of many for right. growing a show. But if we're <laughs> having this resurgence of people that are, are okay. looking on, and again, what this is a reference to is the supposed uptick in people that are listening to podcasts via their
3: Chrome, Safari, all these browsers.
1: Right. Or now Edge, which is
3: now or edge, yeah. You know.
1: Growing in its usage. And maybe yeah.
0: you don't see an uptick. Maybe it's one, two percent.
1: Maybe you're not right. seeing an
0: uptick. But if you're not seeing an uptick, Okay, well, are you making it easy for listeners to do this? So I, I think we've hammered enough on this, but, and with something, not something we haven't talked about before here, but.
1: Well, you've been talking about it like every year prior to the podcast oh, awards. <laughs> well,
0: I would go to people's webs, you know, used to, ha- I run a script before that would go right. through websites and it would look for the Apple podcast. It look for subscribe on Android and it would look for <gasps> stitcher and all those You know, we would pull the websites to try to find out where their players were. And it was atrocious. And I haven't done, you know, I haven't done that in a long time. Right. Because it, quite quite frankly, just got to be quite discouraging. And then people would say,
3: oh, my podcast is not growing. Yeah.
1: Well, Todd, it may be time to bring it back.
0: Well, maybe, but at the same time,
3: it's just one of probably 20 different things you have to do. You got to do the social, <laughs> you know, you got to build an email list, you know, all these things, right? Yeah. The feed, the, the feed, the beast. <laughs> it's, it's all work. It's all consistency. It's
1: doing it when you don't feel like it. All those things.
0: Oh, it, You know, that's what I, I, my blogger bill is about $600 a month. I used to do that work myself. I don't have time to blog anymore. Right. So, but if if you are new and trying to build your audience and don't have to run a podcasting company at the same if I didn't if I wasn't running Blueberry, I wouldn't be paying writers. I would be writing myself. I'd be doing all my articles myself as bad as they probably would be. But, you know, probably half of the content that's on that site was
3: all written by me in those early days because I didn't have a budget. Right, right. And, you, you know, and again, it's... Um,
1: well, Todd, it's, it's true. When both of us kind of got started in this, the, the website was really the only vehicle to find listeners. Only vehicle.
0: Listeners. Only vehicle.
1: I mean, I mean that's, that's what my experience was when I started doing my show in 1999. Yeah, it was the only that's, vehicle. That was the only way that I could get, because there were no podcasts <laughs> right. listening. There
0: platform. was no Twitter. There was no Facebook. There was right. no social media. And there was nothing. And again, I don't want, I don't want to be an old curmudgeon in here because again, I'll repeat your website is one piece of many things now you have is. to do. Right. Yeah. One piece right. of many that you have to, do.
1: right. 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 And I guess the question is what are any new pieces?
0: Right. Oh, it's, I think it's, you could you know, you can create a book from your podcast, from interviews you're doing, right. you know, right. you've got email lists that are easily to be adapted. Yeah. It just, well,
1: that's what Minyon did with the right. Grammar Girl. Was she? She got on TV shows. She wrote a book. She did audiobooks. Yep. She did all these other mediums.
0: T- TV,
1: <clears throat> radio.
0: You got to do right. all of them. You know, you have to do all that stuff. You got to go right. speak.
1: Right. Well, it, which is harder to do now? Right
0: now, that. but if you know if things open up again and you're doing a podcast in your local community, go talk to the Rotary. Go talk to you know. Start getting the word out, you know, ask to speak at events when events start speaking up that surround your topic.
1: Todd, I did see on Facebook you posted about uh, you're still playing around with um, uh, Second Life.
0: Yes, I am. I am playing around with Second Life. Matter of fact, I wonder if I can show this without crashing the whole thing. So being locked down, you got a little time to just kind of do stuff. Let's see here.
1: Play around with something that may be old but new.
0: Old
3: but new. And uh, let me log in here. And uh, let's see if I can actually. Yeah, I
1: thought that your post sparked some interesting comments from people. Yeah, um, it did.
0: Let me turn around,
1: around. Lots of people have had experience with Second Life.
0: All right. So, oh, maybe I can show it. Let me look. Ah, yes, I can.
3: So let's let's walk into let's see if I can make this work. You have been a busy boy, Todd? Yes, I have. can I walk around in here? Oh, yes, I can.:
1: Now what Todd is showing on the screen is, the, is his building in second Life.
3: That's it's, right.:
1: Yeah. And there's an avatar on the screen that is looking at we're, what we're looking at. And it looks like it could be an employee of uh, Blueberry.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's me. So what I have built here, and uh, just so everybody knows, this is a uh, what what I have rented. I rented some land that, for the audiences listening, cost me about twenty dollars a month. No, no, twenty dollars a week. So this is not in a small investment, in what right. I've done for the amount of space I have. So I've yeah, got a lot of room in there. You it's a lot a of room party in there. Todd. So we can have, uh, up to 25 avatars in here. So it's still not a lot of avatars, but, um, if we ever did, you know, this is just a proof of concept. So this is a, uh, basically a place where people could advertise their shows and we could have videos and audio playing and other stuff like that. And then I built another building where I actually bought a building and I, I didn't have to prefab any of this. I'm not an artist. And for, and we're, what we're doing is we're walking across the, uh, the courtyard here and this is basically a place where we could do training events hang out have social gatherings there's a bar in here none of this has been again I slapped this together pretty quickly so again we can have a have social operations and then I put over in the corner here and for those of you that are listening we are walking through Second Life right now is um I've got two buildings set over here for like, for example, uh, Podbean could rent this, or Libsyn could rent this, or could end up being. And you know, during an event that you're having, you could station a, or even have a couple of Blueberry employees or a couple of Podbean employees in here and and hang out and talk. And you can
3: talk by voice, or you can talk by, um, talk by voice, or you can.
1: And Todd, you don't even have to worry about air conditioning.
3: No, no air conditioning.
1: And again, you know, is, <laughs>
0: is, is, is this something that can be used? I, I don't know. Again, and what it is though, it it is kind of avatar limited. You know, if right. if we are going to do an event, we could have up to a hundred avatars, but I would have to up, it would be about a, uh, I could probably get that going for about $200 a month. Um,
1: have or, so there's a cap on how many avatars can be right
0: in this. a space. Yeah. So if I was to basically take what I built here and put it on what I would call be a dedicated Island, I would minimize the amount of structures and stuff that would be going on here. And we could, um, uh, we could probably get more avatars in and not get laggy or you just pay for more CPU. It's just like anything else. Right. So, um, but again, this is the idea of what could be, um, and actually let's see if I can take, we'll take them outside and people haven't seen, you can actually fly in second life. Right. So this is my so, old profile, Rob, from 2006.
1: So you're, you're on an Island here or are you just on a piece of property on somebody else's? I,
0: I have floor? rented a one quarter of an
3: Island is what I have done. Okay. Gotcha. And let's see if I can. And this is an adult-themed islands, but I've, I looked around to make sure that there wasn't too much
0: crazy stuff going on. Uh, the people that live over here have some, but I can fence this, geofence this that only invited guests can get in. But again, this is a one quarter of an island. And again, I, I, I probably put uh, three, four hours into this so far.
1: So somebody over there who owns the property next to you <laughs> has a boat.
0: yeah Yeah, i just crashed yeah i I fell but anyway that
1: (laughs) (laughs) so that that just just, the fact that you can fall is an interesting yeah too right and you can push
0: and shove and you can but you know if i didn't have this geo block someone could show up here and all kinds of weird wear and matter of fact they could because it's an adult oriented and if i was to uh build or rent my own island i would uh make it uh, um non-adult so that people were that we're showing a type of adult theme would not be allowed in. But anyway, so, you know, again, there's a lot you can do here. And instead of having a, you know, a, a, lots of uh second Life stuff is around clubs, but you could set that up as a, uh, as a board uh, and you could have a PowerPoint presentation in there and you could have uh right. live video streaming. We could put the new media show live stream right inside second life. You could be standing here watching the show now right. in and talking to people that way as well. So there's lots of, but again, you're, you're limited. You're, you avatar limited.
3: Um, but that
1: can be overcome through the, just more investment, more investment in, 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 in C- CPU. CPU. And, yeah. And, and yeah. And paying. So, do you pay the, the owner of the island? I to, do. To build I do. on that island. Yeah, and is that I what you're
0: doing? I paid a month ahead. So i have just you know, what I'm, and I don't know if I'm again. I'm just trying to see what's new in Second Life to see if there's right. even can I do live, uh, or does it have to be a pre? You know, can I come in here like I am now, put myself on a screen in there? But then again, what you got to do is you got to get people to be able to sign up. Got they got to be able to find you. You know, right. it's not something easy to be done.
1: Well, and you have to create an account in Second Life. That's and right. Create your avatar yep. and you have to have your own presence in there. That's and right. There's going to, you know, you may want to build your own property in there too, yep. if you want to, but yep. people can just join Second Life and just build an avatar and then do stuff. That's, that's Second correct. Life. And
0: right. again, so it's, it, if you're going to do something in Second Life, um, you really have to build a community build a group but you know in 2006 when we all started uh doing this
1: Play, playing around with it right
0: there was 500 podcasters in second life
1: yeah i was i, I was active in there too
0: and we were all I in there all hanging stuff. out and, but you know now but you got to remember rob we didn't have zoom then right so
1: is it and people were doing live shows in there i mean i That's remember right people were doing live podcasts inside a second life. So
0: is yeah. it's just a different twist. Is it worth the effort? Again, that's why I'm renting. I didn't buy anything because I can just turn it off and it'll go away. Um, right. you know, is it worth doing something in second life or Are is it just
1: going to participate? Right. The or is right. it better
0: just have a zoom thing where you have 30 people on zoom, you
3: know? So, or you just do something here on, facebook right um but the problem is is what
0: could be happening right now if everyone if this was being done in second life if we were streaming this in second life was if the avatars were in that virtual world together they could all have be conversations with each other and it's not like you would be you could have one-on-one conversations and it wouldn't be showing up on facebook right you could have private conversations back and forth.
2: Right. Kind of like what you do at a conference.
0: That's right. And so is, is that something that will work in this new space we're in? I, I don't know. Again, I don't think you could have a podcast movement in Second Life. The amount of money you would have to have to have two or three thousand, you know, what would, that would be, oh, I don't even want to think about the cost. And then one, the technology, you'd have to have a whole team that would be like, how do you get from your new user account to the, well, talk, to the pavilion?
1: How much they, they spend to put on a real well, podcast. Well, it's true. I mean, it's true. I mean, what? hundred thousand dollars? Right. Two hundred thousand dollars.
0: And you know what I've done yeah. there, I could take that building that I bought. I can basically, it's kind of funny saying, take a copy of it the way it is. And I can mm-hmm. drop that somewhere else. You know, I could have 10 of those buildings separated with different signage on them where people could go into. Right. And it, it's, you know, again, though, it's 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 a lot of, it'd be a lot of work um, to just get set up, you know, right. for an, an I mean, event. if you have
1: separate meeting rooms and you have separate topics and they're going on at a certain time, you know, it also gets back to time zones too. I mean, it's a global platform that's right
0: so you know i don't know we'll, we'll, we'll see over time so again and it for what you saw there i i probably got four four solid hours of work well what it was was i first place i bought was too small and then i said okay i abandoned that so i wasted about an hour hour and a half on a different property and i went over and got this one and mm-hmm. and um everything there's a lot of adult stuff in second life so it's very very hard to find a big property like what i just showed you that is owned by right. someone else that's set to non-adult mm-hmm. so any of you that haven't played with second life that's watching today it just you know gives you an idea what's what the potential is and if you if you do set up a second life account my name in second life is todd levitt l-e-v-i-t-t you can you know and I advertise the position. I'll probably set up a group and join the group. But um, again, I, I'm just experimenting at this point in the evening. And
1: so, why did you use Todd Levitt? That's what
0: I had. 2006. Who knows? You had you uh, had to choose back. You can set your username to anything you want now. I probably will change it. But in back in the early days when I set the account up, there was only like ten last names you could use. Hmm. So I just haven't changed it from the 2006 account.
1: But what was funny? Yeah, Yeah, because I think back then, I think people were more concerned about being anonymous.
0: Yeah. And what's funny about this thing now, Rob, is when I was, I hadn't been in there in 10 or plus years and uh, I had Linden dollars drawing, and that's their currency inside Second Life. I had Linden dollars drawing interest. So when I went in there, I actually have about, in real world, real dollars, I have about $600 in credits in there.
1: And Linden is the name of the company that created right. Second Life just to you know yeah. put those pieces together.
0: So so I've got like a hundred and thirty thousand Linden dollars, which equals right. about six hundred real US dollars to right. spend. So for I'm not spending any personal money right now. I'm just using the money I had over those ten years. That that count was inactive, but was what was kind of funny is when it cost me thirty bucks to reactivate the count and they credited me all my interest, had all my inventory. I, I was blown away. So little did I know I had $600 of real world dollars to spend in second life and, you know, stuff in there is cheap. It costs you 10 Linden dollars to upload an image or something like that. So.
1: Yeah, it's almost, I mean, I mean, it's interesting. I can't remember <laughs> if the Linden dollars were, were before Bitcoin.
0: No, they weren't. I wish they were. <laughs> yeah. If they were, I'd be rich, but, um yeah. you know, the guy that got us into one of the guys that got us into Second Life big was um he's in Washington now. <gasps> oh his name in Second Life is Spin Martin. Um
2: I can't remember either.
0: Uh, he had a early podcasting company.
3: He actually claimed it was one of the first. Oh, what is his name? Uh, someone will help me out here. But anyway, it's it is what it is, but
0: I I'd be open. Is anybody else? Of course, this isn't a VR world. Linden does have a VR platform, but not the same as second life. So I'm kind of curious if anyone else has used any virtual training platforms before. What, what are you, what have you used? Cause I'm definitely open to exploring all that.
1: I mean, it's, this- it is a little perplexing why this wouldn't be a possible use target for VR.
0: They, I don't think their server infrastructure set up, they, they spun off the matter a, fact, separate, a, a separate, separate division, separate the, company or a separate site that does it on VR headset, but no one's going to sit on VR headset for eight hours in a conference either. But matter of fact, the buildings I bought were designed by a guy that has moved all his talents into their virtual VR
1: world I mean I think it is true I mean it's, it's been a little surprising to me how slow VR has evolved and, and, and developed I know a lot of you know like I know, Robert Scoble was like evangelizing this stuff for years and years saying it was right around the corner but it, it just it, it just hasn't evolved into something that you know large numbers of people have been got have gotten involved in and mm-hmm. I'm not sure why I know Facebook went out and invested in Oculus, and and it just nothing has really come from it. It's
0: expensive. It's it's a cost of a computer to get a headset, you know, a VR headset, and you got to have significant right. hardware to run it too.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah. I I don't know. You know, again, I'm just playing around. I'm I'm a geek, but I don't think that your average. I think just Zoom. You know, as uh, or live streaming like we're doing now is probably more effective than trying to get, make people jump through the hurdles to get into a VR world so that they can, but you know, the the, the advantages really what the advantage is, is you can, it kind of gives you that sense. You can go up and if I'm standing there, someone come up, come up to me and tap me and we can have a private audio conversation not just chat you can have a, a and it, it's a private conversation back and
2: forth
3: so right, right. Um,
0: whereas here in facebook you know rick made a comment i can't really have a private conversation with rick
3: right now in in this in this so there's there's these trade-offs right which
1: is what you can kind of do at a, at a regular conference. You right. can meet with someone and sit down and have a somewhat private conference or meeting. But if
0: someone's got a VR or not even VR, but some sort of online virtual meeting room thing, I, I don't know how that would work, you know, with the, where you can actually jump into a, you know, how do you, how do you do a session, Rob, where is an example you know, if you're, if you're the presenter at a, an event and you've got 50 people that are in the room listening to you and then it's time for Q&A time, that facilitation is not as easy. You can't have, right. you can't have multiple channels going. You know, right. if you're trying to have 10 tracks running, how do you do 10 tracks? Well, you know,
1: I think it depends on what room you're in, right? Well, or what, I mean, is that what you're talking
2: about? Well, no, I'm talking about
0: about way, way we're doing this right now. You would have to have 10 separate streams running, you know? So if you're doing 10 tracks, we'd, you know, this could be quote unquote, the, you know, how do you facilitate 10 different tracks and get people all that's, you know, maybe have a, a, a landing site that you go to and you've got 10 different live streams going on that are being moderated by 10 different people and you you just right. via the website you you pick your poison and go into that you know, that
1: facebook Does live
2: Life, uh,
1: basically allow um i mean that would mean that each of the presenters would need to be almost like an admin right you, you can
0: there would have to be some coordination you would definitely have to have presentations delivered beforehand and um I, again, I, I I haven't spent a lot of time in here. I'm just trying to get my head around what's possible and what isn't possible now. And what right. you know, what you would do is you just hire someone that's been living in there for ten years and be able to say, okay, well, I'm going to pay you. This is what I need. What's possible? To, you'd have to, to yeah
1: to actually manage it. Yeah, right. you'd,
0: you'd have to have a consultant, someone that's you know, that's that's what they do. And again,
1: but it does beg the question. I mean. Coming out of this COVID thing, um, are we dealing with a, a different reality, right, where people feel fearful of meeting in reality, in large groups? And I think we all want events to come back in some way, but you know, how long, you know, who knows? It, we we may never get back to large events again. I I don't know. I think it's, I think it's an unknown. Answer to a question
0: but you know is right now that particular property I've got it locked. you can't just go there, you can't show up, you'll get kicked out of the uh the property right I would, and and I would have to advance you have to sign up. you have to let me know your name. I have to make you a part of the group. you're allowed in because I don't want someone showing up in on the is it an avatar with boobs hanging out, or worse, you know someone walking around naked um just, there's all kinds of crazy things that happen there. So you, you have to be on the right VR setting where it's not mature and all this other stuff that's right. going
1: on. And but that's, that's, that, that's a reflection of reality, right? Oh, right, I right, mean, right. I mean, I, I mean, a regular conference like podcast movement has to deal with all those same things.
0: Yeah. Hey, uh, Daniel, there is second life consultants out there. There is, you see them advertised all over the place, just Google and they will build you what you want. <laughs> they make their livings off of this, this world within a world.
1: And it's an interesting question. Are those folks busier than ever? Yeah,
0: right
3: uh, Who knows? You I, know,
1: we may be coming into a new era thought in, in the utilization of these type of platforms.
3: Yeah. I'm it,
0: I don't know. It hasn't, but here's the thing from what it was in 2006 to what it is in 2020. It hasn't come that far
2: yeah, because it
1: hasn't been something that people really focused on. All
0: right? You know, there's this,
1: it, I mean, you and I were both involved in it and yeah. what happened to our engagement with it? We, we stopped using it, yep. but, but this is a different world now that we're in. Right.
0: And, you know, and, and so again, if any of you get in there, just drop me an email and I'll add you the group you can visit and we can, we can play around and see what happens. You know, I, again, I'm, I have extra time right now in the evening, so I don't normally
3: have extra time. So, Yeah. So did you want to talk, talk more about some podcasting stuff going on in the space? I
1: I did notice that uh, Leo is you know, turned 15. Mm. Mr. Leo Laporte.
3: I'm glad he caught up.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he's calling, calling his network. You know, this week in tech, um, a, uh, podcast network. Oh, good. Yeah. It's not a netcast anymore.
0: I think he dropped that quite a while ago. Yeah, he did. He did. So, you know, you and I had a discussion on the floor of any How many years ago did we have a discussion with Lisa on that? How long has that been? Three years? Yeah, probably. That sounds about right. Didn't she indicate that Leo wants to retire in a couple of
1: years? Oh, leo has been saying that for years. Yeah.
0: So they didn't buy the property they're in there right now. I don't think they call it a brick house anymore. What do they call it?
1: Mm, I'm not sure. I haven't watched a Twitch. I
0: haven't watched a Twitch show in more than a year.
1: I guess they had um, a this week in tech that had some of the past people that have been on that show in the past, like Kevin Rose and Patrick Norton and Robert Heron, joined him on a on a 15th year anniversary episode.
0: I've never been invited to participate on twit
3: at ever. I've been on a show there. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was on the windows weekly show many years back. So I, I don't know what's going to happen with twit, you know, you know, I I thought he was looking for a successor at some point, but. Yeah. Well, I have to ask Leo,
0: you know, Leo, if you get the word, what are, what are what's your plans for Twit? You know, what are you going right. to do? Are you just right. going to keep, are you just going to keep working?
1: He's published over 16,200 episodes.
0: That's crazy. Of his on, own, sh-
3: of his own episodes? On the network. Oh, that's amazing. And I think it's like a network of, you know, like, um,
1: 15, 18 shows, something like that.
3: So what's Glenn the Geek's done fourteen or fifteen thousand? He's got a
2: yeah.
0: big number too. He's on every day almost like five or six days a week. Yeah. On multiple shows. That's a dude that puts awesome content. My God. Yeah. yeah. All all about horses.
3: <laughs> yeah. How can you talk that much about horses? <laughs> yeah right <laughs> right it's well
0: i
1: guess
2: <laughs> well, how, i guess how, there's how can, a lot to talk about i guess yeah. so yeah
1: but i think it's interesting i mean leo was one of the early pioneers of this stuff i mean he did, did a lot of a lot of video that's always been his his love is video yeah um audio is i mean he's been a big radio guy too so audio has been important to him too but he's always loved video you know, you just look at his studio and it'll tell you how much he loves video. Hey, Rick,
0: I wouldn't uh, publish. I wouldn't say too loud that you've got that domain. I won't even repeat, repeat it on air here. <laughs> Someone might come after the domain name. I've got a few right. of those kind of domain names, too, that uh, people land on my landing page once in a while and send me a little comment. <laughs> when you have yeah. close to 400 domain names, you pick up some ones that are interesting right. and closely named other shows. Not that they're copyright right. violation or anything.
1: Right. <laughs> There's been a long history, Rick, of Leo and domain names. This is put to you that way.
0: Yeah. So I wouldn't make that too public. <laughs> right. Fact, I that might,
1: and uh, just the trademark itself. I mean, he yeah. got into a lawsuit with Twitter at one point.
0: Yeah. I'm, I, I might delete that comment. <laughs> right.
3: Right. So. Right. Yeah. I wonder what happened with that. We haven't heard nothing.
1: I, I certainly didn't see, uh, Twitter change its direction. Oh no, I did not either. <laughs> I'll just put it to you that way.
0: Right? Well, that's true.
1: <laughs> it, because supposedly he had, uh, Leo had an agreement with the guys from Twitter that right. they would never get into, into podcasting, audio and video, right? right. Yeah. On their platform. <laughs> um, but you know, as we see now, I mean, we're actually live streaming on Twitter. So, um what does that tell you about how that got resolved?
0: <laughs> well, I think Twitter got much bigger too. So, you know,
1: deep pocket. Yeah. And then, and then they went public and yeah. then I'm sure they have a lot of lawyers and
2: hmm. yeah.
0: so you got, you have to admit, let's, let's, let's uh, see if I can put this up on the, uh, on the screen here. You gotta, you gotta admit his his set looks pretty damn awesome. Yeah. You know,
1: well, it's smaller than his his, his other set. That, I
0: know, but he's right. also here's the challenge I have in this room. The only way I get a wider view is if I punch the wall out to move the camera back. I can't move my camera back any further. so he's able to
2: right.
3: got his you know his, so I'm kind of constrained on what you can see here
2: well his his little
1: office studio here that he has now is definitely deeper than yeah, his deeper. old one i mean yeah. his old one was that, that that back wall was a lot closer yep. to him
0: yep it's deeper
1: but um you know i mean i mean todd i i can see of some influence on leo on your set
3: absolutely
1: <laughs> absolutely <laughs>
3: right right yeah There's for sure there. Yeah. yeah matter of fact if, if i i don't think i think the batteries are dead but I've even got accent light, but you don't turn them on. I mean, I for, I forget half the time to
0: turn them on. I half I forget half. I mean, the time.
1: Leo's set is full of accent lighting. Oh, if I know. You look at it's... that 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 image again. Um, you can see. I mean, it's it's a very professionally
0: done oh, studio it's for sure,
1: yeah. with lighting and professional lighting and stuff. You, you, you can tell he's very experienced in television
0: production. Yep. And you know, if I had if I had. Uh, His kind of budget, I'd be able, you know, to make this look the same, but that wasn't the goal. I didn't want to look like Leo's set, but there is a little bit of, there are some beautiful sets in podcasting. You look at some of these shows, they've got some, you know, big rooms. they got some beautiful. But here's the thing about Leo's set is.
1: Well, he was a pioneer in this. Right. This kind of look.
0: For sure. But if you look at this room, what you have here is something to look at. While the show's going on, you don't have to always look at Leo. You can look at the stuff. And
1: it's a little bit of a distraction, though. Uh, Rob, it's okay. Say. But it,
0: come on, Rob. That it is, is a little bit. That,
1: it, well, it's there, candies, there, okay. It it's eye candy. There
0: is. are, everyone that's doing live would literally die to have something like that.
2: Right.
3: It's freaking beautiful, you know? So,
1: Right it is, and he spent a lot of money building his sets
3: uh Rick says, are you a hundred percent sure that b- backdrop is real
0: well that's that's interesting. Could that be a green screen No, it's not a green screen. I don't think so. he's got a clock back there, so
1: that's that's typically not what Leo does. No. Leo builds real sets yeah, he built real sets i've I've been to his old studio, yep. And unless he went green screen, which I, I really highly doubt, um, he's really into, you know, that type of scenery in his studio. So if you look real at real world
0: scenery, if you look behind his head where it's kind of purple back there and you got the red on top. So what we're looking at is the back of Leo's room and he's got a got two pillars and then he's got the Twit logo. And then
1: so he's got his clock back there. kinda yeah. Like what you know, yep. you have as well.
0: Yep. So when I visited, uh, his studio, um, yeah. the brick house, I went right. through and basically looked at all this lighting decor right. and, and I took pictures of that stuff and he, and basically what it is, it's, it's DJ lights that you can change the led colors on. And in the old studio in Hawaii, I had installed some of those DJ lights and I could change the accent lighting in, in the room. And I haven't done it in here, but my angles were a little better in Hawaii, but you could actually see, well, let me just change here.
3: Uh, it's at the angle I
0: want to show. So here, what I, if if I was to really step this up and then this view where you, the shot, you're not in Rob, I would put accent lighting uh, over there, right? you know, and, right. uh, or maybe accent lighting above shooting down but really the angles here do not give me much room to to add accent lighting and then what it really does is when you put accent lighting like i put accent lighting over there it has a tendency to you really have to work then on your cameras because it throws off because you're throwing in you know, you white balance your cameras, but then you've got this blues and all these other colors that are kind of coming in. And it really complicates making the, the shot look right. So, yeah. And I'm still not completely happy even in this studio because I'm a little, I feel like I'm a little white at this point. Um, this camera's a little better. It's colorized a little better. So, you know, it's just, it's just different ways of looking at things. You know, you look at your set. You've you've started to add some color in your stuff, yeah, and get some stuff going on back there. Tell you like, Coke. well,
1: and I also added accent lights behind me too, because what w- what the accent light does behind me is it it, it helps better balance out the image of me, because it creates a visual background that yep. has light as well. Because if you have a dark background and I'm lighted, it tends to create a yeah, kind of like a whiteout type of um. Visual of me. So yeah. you have to add that background light too.
0: And as Daniel says, smart RGB LED bulbs can do magic. It's true. I like, can really, really, and that's what Leo does a lot in this, especially from the floor up. When you look at his set from the floor up, the stuff from the top coming down is real lights, but the stuff from the floor up is all accent lighting. Um, so well, he
1: has a lot of uh, panel lights that are above shining yeah, down above
0: shining you. down right and right. g- good colors to a mix of colors right and right. uh but you walk yeah, cause
1: if you ever walk into his studio you'll see just a, a just a array of panels yep of led lights pointed at yep. his whole set
0: yep, right yeah it lights different sections of the set and everything right. here and right. here and in this room i've got one two three four five <sighs> led lights
3: that are you know trying to keep you know as an example, you can still see a shadow
0: there. Right. So at some point, I need to add some light so that shadow isn't there. It's just little things, but you know, I'm not a professional lighting person either. I'm just some dude that build build a podcast set.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like uh, kind of a reflective light um, mm-hmm. because it, it it tends to cast less shadow, and I think that's a factor. You know, it and part of why this is important right now is because what we're seeing even with mainstream media is that all these anchors and all these guests on all of the major networks are doing their stuff from home now. And it's been really interesting to see all the backgrounds that all these anchors have for, and how they value what's behind them. Um, Because, you know, you know, more and more, they're starting to think about it. Plus, plus they're also starting to think more and more about their audio too. I've noticed, over the last week or so. Uh, and it's it's starting to look better,
0: you know? Yep. And one thing that most people don't know is here and here, our two LED lights are coming in
3: this way to try to get fill.
2: Right. On so, both sides of you.
3: So, right. yeah. So that. Yeah. So there's not a big shadow underneath my jaw, per se. From lights from
1: above.
0: Right. Right.
1: Yeah, so, so you have to have lights above and below Yeah, if you're going to properly light a set. Right.
0: And so you walk in here, this kind of a maze. You got to walk around the lights and you right. get in the cubby hole here. Right. So, but, you know, most people do an audio podcast, you could care less, right? You can mm-hmm. do, it your, you do it in your pajamas in your closet. Right. So if right. you're going to be doing live, it's some of these things you have to, to think about. And a lot of it has to do with cameras too, you know, the camera, you know, I'm using these point PTZ cameras, but you know, they're, they don't, I can't change the lens on them to change the, the width. And if, you know, if I had the real budget here, I would have some cameras I could change lenses on and change the, you know, the shapes of things in here.
1: Right. And, And one other factor you have to do when you do stuff like this, so what we're doing right now too, is, is you have to factor in the light that's coming off of your uh, flat screen that's in right. front of you as well. Because I've got a 32-inch flat screen monitor right in front of me that the camera is sitting on. Mm-hmm. And that actually puts off a lot of direct light into, into my image. So, so yeah. you, you have to factor that in, too.
0: So my, can't, my monitor in front of me is actually tilted down. Right. It's, or, or it's, it's the head of it's faced in a little bit, and I have the brightness turned all the way down. To the lowest right. uh, setting as possible because if i get on a page that's really uh, a web page that's it's really white. white then it's right. it's that you get that reflection back into and also when i buy glasses i you have glasses. To,
1: you can see the screen in your glasses
0: right. right i don't know if you can see them now but yeah. by but by no glare I, I have the no glare film added to my glasses too and it's just or you like, just don't wear glasses it's which just is like what I've this too. My forehead is really bright, so you see this big bright line yeah. on my forehead, yeah. so that's reflection from these stupid lights up here, so yeah, there's a whole science that goes into this this lighting thing that and getting right. the color set right on the cameras my 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 color, my cameras are I was going to white balance them this morning, and I ran well, out of Well, you're
1: using. Cameras that are quite different than most people doing this stuff. Most people are doing it like how I'm doing it,
3: yeah which with is a webcam. just
1: a regular webcam. Yeah. Um, but you've got expensive, you know, high-resolution cameras,
3: um,
1: and that's not what I'm using. Um, but I think it's interesting. Some of the the video that I've seen on s- some of the larger networks, some of the guests will have um, like a blue face, and it's very pale. And and if they're wearing glasses, it's even worse um, because they haven't thought about their lighting or, or, or the coloration that comes off of their monitors, right. too. Right. That's the other part of it, too, is that if you have something up on your screen that's has deep, rich colors to it, it tends to give a better kind of a softer feel. So um,
0: on a day-to-day basis, I don't work in this studio? Right. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> you're out in the other room, aren't you? I'm in
0: the other room where I've right. got a big monitor that's in front of me. I don't right. have to put my head down. Right. It's part of the problem with doing the show sometimes, because even on my tech show, I'm always having to look at the screen. So my eye view is down a little bit. But the reason I added the monitor behind me was mm-hmm. so that I can, I can actually see you, Rob, and I can actually, without having to look back, I can right. see you directly in front of me and it allows us to have a better conversation. Right. Whereas on the, when I was in Hawaii, I was always doing this. Yeah. Looking at you on the monitor and it looked kind of weird, even though it kind of looks like I'm, so you can see if I turn my head you can see the reflection, right. but right. adding the monitor and I just bought a cheap TCL monitor, to put back there and it mm-hmm. repeats what the TriCaster sees. So so it's just little things I've, you know, and it's like that demo room next door and, and in the green screen room, I was having a hard time getting the green screen screen keyed because I couldn't see the, so it's just, you know, more money, more well, money. And,
1: and green screens need so much light oh, in yeah. order to work properly. Yeah, that, it, Well, it, the systems are more forgiving now
0: and you yeah. look at what zoom does and basically puts a background behind you without a green screen. It's pretty impressive. But yeah, that room, when I turn, when that, all those like I think there's six lights. No, there's five above, two on the sides. Yeah, that room gets really, really bright. So then I have to dial the cameras back so it doesn't wash out.
2: Right. right.
0: Yeah. And then to drop the, so you get a good key, a good even key so that you can move around and not have spill. Yeah.
1: Right. And, and the lights, a lot of the lights need to be pointed just at the green screen. Right. Just to illuminate the green screen because what, what that does is that cleans up the image around your, your body. It's yep. trying to overlay.
3: And I
0: have marks on the floor where to stand. Cause if you move too far forward or move too far back, you, you, you upset the key. Right. And it's actually best to do a green screen where you're sitting like this instead of standing. You're and, always, and, and,
2: and don't
1: move that much. And don't move that much.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so. Yeah, I yeah. put uh, for our Friday meeting on Zoom, I put a background behind me and I was pretty impressed with it, although I, I could see There's like, a little, bit of, little the, bit of gaps, you know, yeah, Right. but right. it was it's keying off a of multicolored wall. So it did pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So but anyway, we're talking a lot about but, you know, it all boils back to how we're going to be doing media going forward and podcasting is still an audio based medium. We love doing the live stuff because we can chit chat with the audience. That's on. It's people that anyone. Thank everyone that's on Facebook. That's hung with us today. And if you haven't checked in, make sure you do so before we wrap the show up. But I think that uh, you know the media possibilities today are so incredible. You think about where we've come.
2: Right. You
3: know, the first time I was doing live, that would have been, not I think nine years ago. We were doing on UStream. Ustream still in business? I don't even know. Hmm. I'm not sure. I haven't looked in a while. Yeah, me neither. Uh, we were using Ustream and uh, they got bought by somebody. I can't remember what happened to Ustream. But um, yeah, I'm looking on Google and I don't even think they exist anymore.
0: But we started on Ustream and, um, pushing one stream and, you know, I'm using, I'm using Wowza and, uh, it, uh, I can press the, you know, it usually works pretty well to to push the multiple, you know, multiple destinations at once.
2: Right. You know,
0: base cost cost me 20 bucks a month to get started. gives me 10 hours and, um, you know, we're doing more than 10 hours a month now. So I'm incurring a little bit extra charge, but. And mm-hmm. you know, I can push the Twitter, Twitch, Mixer, Facebook, yeah, YouTube. Awesome. It, it is
1: awesome. Yeah. Hey Todd, did you hear about this new newsletter that's being that's being started coming out of China around podcasting? Mm-hmm. It's called Just Pod.
0: Is it going to be English or is it going to be in Chinese?
1: It's going to be in English.
3: Hmm. Just
1: it's written by a Chinese fellow
3: who. Who, who lives
1: I, I believe he lives in Hong Kong or Taiwan. So just pod dot com? Uh justpod dot com.
0: Is oh. it wasn't there a site that was just pod
1: before? I'm not sure. Oh not Just sure.
0: Pod is for sale on GoDaddy. It's part.
1: Substack.com.
0: dot uh, okay. com. He should buy that domain before I do. Um uh, <laughs>
1: no, I won't buy that domain. But, but so- yeah, his name is Yang Yi. If I'm I'm probably slaughtering that. That's probably not how you pronounce it. But he's a 31-year-old podcaster living in Shanghai, China. Mm-hmm. And uh he's g- going to start writing or or he is starting to write a um newsletter about podcasting um and more specifically focused on the Chinese podcast industry. So,
3: oh yeah, so he's got a little uh He's got a little um
0: bio and everything in here. Right. He right. says, Why are you doing this in English? He yeah. said, uh, you heard the story of the Tara of Babel in the Bible, right? Explains why people speak different languages before I on the journey. I worked at C N B C style business T V network.
1: So so he, so he must have spent time in the US
0: then Yeah. Or worked in a
1: in a satellite office for, for C N B C. Yeah.
0: He said, visit Gimlet, Wondering, PodPrint UK. Hopefully he covers, well, we will be interesting to see what's going on in the Chinese space.
1: Well, I, I, I invited him to come on the show. Okay. There. So um, hopefully we'll be able to get him to join us and maybe we can uh, persuade him to uh, look at the whole medium and not mirror what he does off of Nick Qua.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and
1: hopefully, too,
0: um, on next Wednesday... Uh, I'm going to be inviting a new app developer right. for to come on for about fifteen minutes to talk about their 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 app. They're doing some unique things. Um for a podcast app. They're gonna come on and we'll get the quick four one one on that and talk a little bit. But are you trying to get someone else to join us on Wednesday?
1: Yes, I am, but
0: any any Sorry. luck so far?
1: Um it's looking promising so far. Oh,
0: Maybe so, we'll have to push the podcast app to Saturday then. Um, well,
1: well, I mean, unless we want to stage them at different times in the program, potentially.
0: Well, I think if we get who you want, we can probably, is it more than one or just one?
1: Probably just going to be one person. Yeah.
0: Will it be, can we use a whole hour
3: I and a half? I don't
1: know. I don't know who it's going to be yet. Oh. They haven't decided who it's
3: going to be yet. Oh. So, yeah. Oh, that's be Mysterious, huh? Yes. Well, I kind of have to be mysterious. So um Rob won't say it. I
0: don't know for sure. Rob has not just so we're clear. So Rob doesn't get in trouble. <laughs> Rob has divulged nothing to me. And I tried to get him to tell me something after we were off the show yesterday. Right. Or on Wednesday. And he wouldn't tell me. So you know, I he wouldn't tell me. I was a little pissed. So um, he has not divulged anything NDA-wise, but I think we have something coming from Google. That's my hypothesis. <laughs> so maybe we'll have someone on from maybe. Again, it might be some other company. I might be completely wrong.
1: <laughs> yes, of course you might be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so when are we expecting this announcement? Do you, can you even say that?
1: Uh, prior to that. Uh, are, are you surprised?
0: So Monday is probably not a good PR day. So probably in, in my hypothesis, it's probably Tuesday. We'll see an announcement. That's my nice guess. That's oh, I nice guess, guess. So you, but you're not confirming or denying. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny.
1: Yes, it is. Yes. So
0: are we, are we excited about, so, okay. I'm not speaking to you. <clears throat> so podcast no, audience, no, so yeah. the people on Facebook, are we excited about what what Google's maybe going to be announcing? You no, guys I don't have been listening.
1: They know what Google's announcing. Are they yeah. announcing anything?
0: <laughs> All right, speculation is Google's announcing something. And my hypothesis, and Rob again, Rob has told me nothing, <laughs> to- which is
1: a problem because you're my co-host. So right,
0: yeah, I'm not. I don't. <laughs> if I was signed on NDA, I, we wouldn't. Yeah, so I can say stuff because I haven't signed nothing, right. so I can speculate,
2: right? Yeah,
0: but maybe it's Amazon. Maybe Amazon's announcing something. It could be Amazon. We'll laugh about this on Wednesday.
3: But oh, you did two hands up.
2: I don't know
1: because maybe it's a maybe it's a twofer, Todd. So
3: little,
0: little, yes, little, little, uh, little birds have been sending me notes saying there's two announcements coming next week. From two, ah. from two major players.
3: Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
2: Because now is the time, Todd.
0: It just, okay, so now is the time, but here's the thing. It just happened to fall during this mayhem that's going around. So.
1: It'll be a nice distraction,
2: maybe.
0: Will give us a lot to talk about. So should I push the the app developer to Saturday? Cause are probably. we, cause we're going to have enough to talk about whatever they're announcing to yeah. probably go an hour and a half or two hours.
2: Maybe. <laughs>
0: maybe. <laughs> so maybe means it's not that much to talk about. so
2: mm. mm-hmm.
0: Well, we'll be able. Okay. So should I plan on showing screens? Yeah. Oh, okay. So something is going to be available for <laughs> us to look at. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to start uh, looking at log files and see what's happening for weird log entries from podcast yes. consumption.
1: Yes. Oh, you should? I don't know. <laughs> I'm disagreeing with whatever you're saying.
3: Oh,
0: I love it. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, the whole audience is being quiet. Did you guys all go away?
1: They, they, yeah, they, I, they, I think some did because yeah. they're getting frustrated with us,
2: Todd. <laughs>
0: All right, for those of you listening, uh, next week's supposedly be a big week. Is is so? Should this is this going to be considered an inflection point? Is this like a, um, is this like an apple saying we've added podcasting to what was then iTunes?
3: Mm, I don't think I'd put it on that scale. Oh, okay. Shit, and we've already deduced that it isn't
0: for listeners. It's more for podcasters. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, well, I guess we're going to, in my speculation, we're going to have Google analytics for podcast in Google. So that's, mm. that's, that, mm. that would be my, my guess.
3: Mm. Mm. <laughs>
1: mm. Be careful. You don't want to
3: break your NDA so, with your hmms, hmms, hums.
1: That's, that's an in- interesting hypothesis
3: oh so i <laughs> might be very close to the uh to the
0: truth there all right so good well we'll see but again how, how many people does google have working on their podcast team now a couple hundred
3: i heard at least that's what i understood back at podcast movement yeah i think it depends on who you consider to be working on podcasts I think
1: that there's team members that are split between other projects too. So
0: Hmm. I'm
2: not sure that I know a number.
0: Google, if you're listening, I still want the audio uh, button on the Google search. I know that's like, that's, that's core, but boy, oh boy, if we get Sergi and all those folks to agree to put the audio search on, uh, on the normal Google search resort, you would just like make my whole year. I really think that would be a listener inflection point. But maybe enough people, you know, maybe people don't click those buttons. I know I click them a lot for images.
1: Yeah. I think just on a discovery basis, I, I think it would be helpful.
0: Yeah, I think it'd be really big. But, you know, that's
1: what
3: Google puts there is a lot about how Google makes money, too. So, Good point. Yeah. So if it's not adding.
1: I mean, if video's there, why can't there be audio? Yeah. They say it.
0: Yeah. But, you know, YouTube is their baby. So that's why they have video there. So they want to drive people to YouTube. They don't want to, and they make money on YouTube. They don't
3: make money on podcasts. Yet. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Nice.
2: Nice try on that one, Todd. Interesting. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. We're way past an hour and a half. So
2: uh Yeah, we are.
0: We'll be back on Wednesday at three PM Pacific. No, 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 no. Three P.M. Eastern, twelve noon eastern. Right. And uh maybe we'll have a guest from Google, Amazon, or Apple. We don't know. One of the, one of those big groups.
1: Did you just say the word Apple, Todd?
0: Yeah, I did. Is Apple because Apple could be announcing something too. You know, you haven't.
1: Oh, okay. I see what you're
2: saying. Okay.
0: Daniel says, we already know there's a Google podcast console coming. They let anyone apply, but those who get in are not supposed to talk about what's inside.
3: Oh, Daniel, I didn't know about a Google podcast console. Rob is being very quiet. So I guess Daniel, we get to see what the Google podcast console is. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> All right. We'll see everybody on Wednesday. I'm Todd
0: at blueberry.com. My Twitter account is, uh, at geek news, Rob.
1: Uh, I can be found on Twitter at Rob Greenley. and that's with two E's. Uh, I can send me an email to Rob G at Lipson.com. And if
0: anybody wants to play around in second life and just kind of see what it is, uh, Message me in system, Todd Levitt, L-E-V-I-T-T, and I'll add you to a group and then you can get access to the property and, you know, do stupid virtual stuff. So uh, happy to have you on board if you want to play around. I need some builders. Okay. Anyway, that's all we've got. Uh, We'll see you next time here on the new
3: media show. And we'll be back again on Wednesday. Everyone be safe. Take care. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.